Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, it's the Moroccan again now. Oh, indeed. Yeah, so I just wanted to say that I don't always listen to podcasts, but when I do, I listen to Double O, the most interesting podcast in the world. Oh, yeah, this is Caputo. And I guess we're doing a little intro thing for the mic. Uh, evil Cheshire Kitty Cat. Or something. Hey yo, it's the Gigantosaurus Rex on this. Kabuto spitting vermins like it was an exodus. This direction piss with the tricks up my wrist. Like a magic show, obviously oblivious. Wait, it's not, uh, Casper, uh, uh, Kabuto. That's actually what the name of the show is. Wait, I didn't. Which, I guess, you know, what did I do wrong? Can, can I didn't try something like Here, let me try. Okay, Mad Hatter on the track like a cyclone. Yeah. Fresh IRL like a paper scented pine cone. <laughs> on the track, obviously, because I got this. Uh. Opening, obviously, oblivious. Wait, what? Uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I was actually kind of thinking more like, more like... Obviously, you must be oblivious. Sleeping dragon, no such thing as coincidence. Evil Cheshire cat with a sexy cool. My big bro, the mic, cause he still fucking rules. Got a new show and a little bit of time to show you what it's like without a number one mind. Bring a few friends, maybe a brew or two. Let the obviously oblivious into you. Obviously oblivious with the mic and evil Cheshire cat. I actually think Kabuto's part was the best. You should just make that the whole intro. Don't even put music to it. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Obviously Oblivious, Delo 25. I am the mic, and uh, with me is uh, my uh, host, friend type person, Evil Cheshire Cat. What is up, Cat? Hi! How's your night? Uh, it's going. That's good. Better than it's stopping. Ready to be done with the show so I can do my other things? Great! Starting off on a high note. I'm you glad. like that? At least I'm doing it. I mean, <laughs> you should be happy about that. I, yeah, you know, I'll take what I can get at this point. That's right. Because um, it's really not fun sitting at my desk being eager about nothing that happened. So, uh, yeah. That's a true story right there. <laughs> um, What was I going to say? I, I got, I'm going to play two songs tonight because I have one that I want to play for a an artist that I appreciate. And then... I want to also play another song to end off the show. So I'm going to play two songs tonight. That's fine. We did it last week. Did we? Yes. Not we did those in a row. I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to throw one in the middle oh. of the show. Oh, that's just crazy talk. So real quick, I want to talk about some stuff that's happened to me over the last couple of days. Yes. If uh, we can take that time to do so. Absolutely. All right. First of all, I have a riding mower and it's a little tiny. It's called the lawn bug. It's like a little riding mower. And it was given to me, well, I bought it for my dad for his birthday a couple of years ago. And he <laughs> gave it back to me on my birthday a few <laughs> years later for my yard's, my yard's flat. His yard is hilly and has a lot of tree stumps, so he couldn't use it anyway. Great re-gift, dad. Yeah. Well, actually, it has 
paid for itself and, you know, over and over and over again. But anyway, um, so last year when you guys were up, remember I broke the suspension on it? Mm-hmm. And then I fixed that. I was proud of myself. Congratulations. And then I'm not really much of the handyman. So when I do stuff around the house, like install a ceiling fan or fix a door or, you know, anything like that, I'm proud Even of myself. Even if you broke it in the first place. Yeah. Even if, I, yeah, which usually is the case. I break it. Right. So I was mowing on Saturday and the tractor went down like it did when I broke the suspension on it and I got off and looked and the tire was flat. So I took the tire to the Wawa to get some air in it and I filled it up and it went right back down. So I'm like, okay, the inner tube's bad. So I went over to Lowe's and I was talking to those gentlemen and they said, oh, it's really hard to do. You might as well just buy a whole new tire. I'm like, uh-huh. no, I'll try to do it myself first because I'm stubborn. And first of all, when somebody says, you know, you can't do it, uh, don't tell me what I can't do. And you realize Lowe's is a North Carolina-based company, so oh, is it? I would trust anything they say, yeah. So then I go uh, and I pick up a little mini air compressor so I can fill the tire back up because now I'm not going back to Wawa to fill the tire up once I get it done. So I get home, and within five minutes, I have the inner tube in, I have it filled up, and back on the, on the tractor. So Damn, look at you. I was very proud of myself. And then that got me to, I noticed that the base in my movie room has d- diminished over the last couple months. You have a base in, sitting in your room? Well, I have a, I have a powered sub, like a oh, base okay. sub. So I, uh, I I was inspired by my previous day's fix. I'm better with stereo stuff, though. I, I can fix anything electronic, though. I figured that out. The uh, sub out went, and I, I resoldered some things and fixed that. Nice. So now my room, we watched Avatar yet again, and it is booming and beautiful, and I love it on the DLP. So that was fun. Also, Friday night, the, the Flyers were playing the Bruins in Game 7. They were, I know some people know this, a lot of you don't because you don't follow hockey. But the Flyers oh, were, they were down in the series 3 nothing, And they were down in the game, the 7th game, 3 nothing in the first period. They came back and won the game. And that was impressive. But I wasn't able to watch it on TV because DirecTV was blacked out from watching the game because Comcast runs the Flyers games for the most part. So, but I found this place online that streamed Versus, so I watched it anyway. So that made me happy. Crafty bastard. But what I did was, because I have my internet through Comcast, I actually do get the basic cable. So Sunday, I also ran a, a cable wire to the back of the TV. So now I have like, I have a cable input, dish input, Xbox, PlayStation, Wii, regular Nintendo. Oh my God, you still have that stuff? Yeah. That's um. Awesome. What else do I have? I have? I have something else hooked up. Oh, the computer. I have the, that's the other thing I did. I hooked my computer up to my TV. Very proud of myself for that. Because Ariana was watching Lost, and she got the season six, and she couldn't watch it, but then she found that all the episodes were on abc.com. So I hooked, so it was all high def. You can watch high def streaming off ABC on my big screen. Love it. Nice. So that's how I watched the Flyers game. I didn't watch it on my laptop. I watched it on the big screen. So I was proud of myself about that. And this is just me talking about me right now. Uh-huh. And I don't, I'm saying this for me. I don't give a fuck what you people think. I know. Also, for five bucks on Thursday, I bought Rock Revolution. Pretty much it was the game that battled Guitar Hero and Rock Band. And lost. <laughs> what? And lost. What do you mean? You said it battled them. Oh, yeah. It lost big time. <laughs> like, b- mostly because the game is not very good. I mean, for <laughs> 60 bucks or whatever it was. 
Right. But, but now that it is four for cheap. Yeah, yeah. For four bucks, it's it's actually the best four bucks I ever spent. <laughs> it has more of a rock soundtrack. So it has like Lita Ford and Hart and a couple of like Ooh, Hart. It has, it has Skid Row on it. I mean, it has some pretty, it has a Pantera song on it. It has, it, it, the soundtrack's not great, but it's not bad. And it has some different types of game notes too. Like there's one mode where it throws phantom notes at you and you can't play them or you lose a song. Which, if you're playing on expert, you see a color, you go to hit it. You know what I mean? Right. So you have to really train yourself not to do that. And then it also has this other game type where you have to memorize certain parts and you have to play them without the notes. Which Jeez. is that's well, fun you kind of do that anyways, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Kind of already know them. But now that I have to do it on purpose, I like it. Because <laughs> you're good at it. So for four bucks, I would say definitely if you are into the uh, guitar games, go pick it up at the GameStop for four bucks right now. Woot. And. Work's been really busy, and I'm not going to bitch about that right now. Okay, and then the last thing that I wanted to talk about was, and this is Rock Band or Guitar Hero related, hopefully more Rock Band or Guitar Hero Metallica related. Uh, a couple listeners emailed me recently over the last couple weeks and said they I that I should put up more videos on YouTube of my guitar playing, which I'm not, as, I'm not that great. I mean, I'm better than most people, but I'm not fucking... 100%ing everything, like 99% everything, you know. But uh said I should have more videos up on the YouTubes. So I was thinking I'm going to throw out a challenge. If you guys want to challenge me to a song, I'll record it. Because that's the other thing I got in the mail this week. I got a, oh, listen to this deal. F, on, on Wednesday night's Mediocre Show, we were down there. Mm-hmm. My power cable was bad. It, it's been bad for a while. I went on Amazon. I found two. I found a power cable for like 4 bucks. Four ninety five is what it was. For my laptop, I bought two, one for me, one for Ariana, because we were sharing, because both of them broke. And the one I had was like 95 bucks, and it lasted like two months. So I got those, and then I got this little uh, video capture device. So I tasked thee in sending a voicemail or sending an email in, letting me know what songs you would like me to record that you can laugh at me if you choose like really hard songs, or you can revel in my brilliance if it's not that now bad. are you going to take the first take or are you going to just nope you know? first take it, it will be the first really? take every time no matter yes. what no matter what it'll be the first take every time okay because i have far too i have like almost every song rock band has out i have like probably 75 percent of the download content plus i have rock band lego attached to it rock band one rock band two i have all the guitar hero games i have a lot of music and if i'm going to play something i'm not going to play it over and over and over again i text the Obviously, oblivious listener. Listener. <laughs> Hit me up with what you want me to record, and then I'll do it. And uh, Thanks, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, well, I'm trying to talk to everybody individually, making them feel special. You know, like if you talk <laughs> okay. to people as a group, they're less likely to do something. Right. But if I'm if talking to Timmy McGee. The responsibility spread. If I yeah. say listener, Timmy McGee says to himself, hey, Mike's talking to me, and I am Timmy. So, <laughs> yes, please, I implore you, do so. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about my week, so tired, new job, pets, meh. Okay, let's that's move on. my week. Um, so, you want to jump into this topic? I'm really, really excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. Real quick, oh. before we get into it, we were supposed to record last night, Sunday night. Uh, yeah, came downstairs, turned all the equipment on, uh, and Hanya had a rough weekend. She's, she's, you know, she's getting a little bigger. She's 
was testing her mother with some things. And uh, apparently they do that's their dynamic, but with me, she doesn't do that. And just seeing it all weekend was driving me nuts. Like, you know, like Chinese water torture. You're laying on a table, the, the water keeps dotting on your head, dot, 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 dot. And after a while, it drives you insane. Well, after listening to them for two days, I, I had enough. So somebody needed to be disciplined. And uh, then after that, I really wasn't in the mood to broadcast. No, not so much. In fact, like he was still going on when I called him to see if he forgot about the show again. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. The phone rings. I'm like, I'm like having a conversation with Anya. Loudly. No, no, no. You said, I'm disciplining right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The phone rang and I go, I'm disciplining right now. I'll call you back. Yep. And, and I can hear in done. the background, you know, Ariana talking or, or Anya talking. And I was like, oh. Yeah, after uh, after that, that uh, everything was said and done with Ariana. goes, you're going to go do the show? I'm like, no. She goes, who called? I said, oh, that was Kat. She goes, yeah, you probably scared her. I'm like, nah. No. Scared? No. But I, I did feel bad for whoever's in your house. Well. <laughs> little girls gotta learn lessons yes, here's the they, thing daddy they, is great 95% of the time he's really cool you don't want to and I told her that last night I'm like you want you you want treats you want gifts you want you know me to be happy and us to have a good time like we played basketball together on Saturday we had a lot of Aww. fun you know um, if you want me to be happy daddy do what I want you to do listen if you want prick father I got that in me too prick father so the only the only thing I did wrong yesterday with her is at one point I was getting so angry that I was completely talking over her head. Like I was using <laughs> words and I was asking her to, to tell me what she thought. And she was just like, well, Kabuto. And I'm like, you ain't throwing Kabuto under the bus on this one. Yeah. Existentialism, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the topic, yeah. Christina. All right. Go ahead. So this topic is space travel. Yes. Uh, how do I reel in this topic? Because <laughs> it's quite extensive. Uh, basically, what I did was I just went through the different kinds of space travel and sort of the hurdles that we're facing in our pursuits of space mm -hmm. and, you know, what, what we need to do in the future. Some some nice, awesome technology that's being explored, uh, including things from uh, you may have seen the Star Trek movie. I might have seen the, it. Yes. Yeah. There's a paper on that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there is. Um so we'll get to that later. Um, so first, I mean, do you do you want to? What what is your interest in space travel? What were you most interested in hearing about? Uh, I, I go I on know and on all. about all this stuff. But well, just going on and on. I mean, I know it already. Interrupt. Yeah, I know you do. Those I'm just gonna. I'm just. You're gonna school, and I'm gonna comment or correct. Okay. So there are different. What is levels. my interest in space travel? Oh, I'm sorry. I'll <laughs> well, tell I you what my interest is. Why don't interest. you fucking zip it? How about that? Ooh. Is I want to be put on a ship and just sent adrift. Forever. No hope of coming back. Just give me my family and a bunch of games and I'd be good. You'd seriously drag your family on that boring ass ride? Let me boldly go where no man has gone before. <laughs> I would because that, that, I, think, I think at least that's... <laughs> I think, yeah, no, I think at least that, that would be doing something with your life as a parent, you know, compared to some people who sit around and do nothing their whole lives. Yeah, well, you know, I would. I would definitely sacrifice my life to see choice, things that nobody Mike. else has that's seen. That's your choice to do nothing. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm kidding. Oh I know. My God. I know you are, but you do nothing okay. squared. So I mean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> who are you to talk? I have. I have hobbies. Uh huh. They don't involve plastic guitars. They don't involve anything except sitting on the couch. 
I'm amazed your true. ass isn't as big as my fucking car. But let's get back to space travel. Or is it? So first we've got so space is infinite. You know, it just kind of keeps going. So when we talk about space travel, well, the, well I'm sorry, I'm sorry. These, you're speaking in absolutes. In theory, space oh God, goes yeah. on forever. Oh my God, I will kill you. <laughs> There, there could be a multiverse cat where space actually does stop, and there's okay, other, okay. You know. But in our little feeble minds, our from what we've seen with our telescopes and our probes and everything, it it kind of keeps going. Yeah, we haven't reached the end of it yet. Nope. So, um, I'm gonna go from there and say that depending on how far we are wanting to go, a whole slew of different factors come into play. So we've got interplanetary travel. So that means travel between planets in our solar system. Yes. We have sent tons of probes, you know, from Mercury to Neptune. And there's currently on one on the way to Pluto. Um, I think it's going to get there. Yeah. 2015. Yes. 2015. Yes. Yes. It is called the New Horizons. It was launched in 2006. So you can imagine as fast as I told you last time, we can launch probes. They can go pretty damn fast. 2006, and it won't arrive till 2006. And if they wouldn't have launched it in 2006, they wouldn't. It would never got to Pluto. I mean, where Pluto was at in proximity to right. where when they launched it, it was pretty much a one shot deal. Right. So that's a huge thing with the solar system. I mean, these are moving targets you're trying to hit, and they're very, very far away. Yeah. So you've got to either you know wait till it comes close to you, and you've got this slight window that you can launch and maybe get there within a reasonable amount of time. Uh, but it's it's you know it's all just all the opportunities coming having to come together at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also some other there are five probes on course to leave the solar system: the Pioneer Ten, the Pioneer Eleven, Voyager One, Two, and the New Horizons. Of course, Pluto. Major. Um, There's so a Star Trek reference for you. Guess you don't get it. Wait, what? V'ger, that's what the the Star Trek reference. That's what they were talking about. V'ger throughout the whole movie, and it actually was Voyager, the, the <laughs> probe that they found. Yeah, they, you didn't see it. I did. I just it's escaping me. Of course it is. I was too busy looking at the flashy lights. <laughs> you, you you have an elliptical orbit when it comes to these things. <laughs> you know that's kind of a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at it straight on. I'm kind of going off into the side a little. Uh, all right. So scientists kind of disagree on the value of sending man missions. I mean, we're really good at this probe thing. You know, it takes a while for them by the time we, you know, launch them and they reach where they're supposed to go. We've already got better probes and ones that can go faster and do more things. So there's a really big time delay in sending out probes, but sending out manned missions would be, I mean, probes are cheaper and safer, but people on the other hand can respond more flexibly, flexibly and intelligently to new or unexpected features. So. If we see something cool, we can go get, we can go look at it. You know? Plus, people mm-hmm. are, people are, uh, expendable. There's so many of us. <laughs> well, uh, I was going with the argument that probes were, were, uh, cheaper and more You know what? I disagree. But... I think all the money they put in the probes, man. Mm-mm. You know, that's really true. <laughs> Throw a couple fucking people on there and you'll save a lot of money. Mike's a humanitarian people. I am. Eat more <laughs> science diet. Yes. Wow, that's bringing it back. Yeah. Speaking of which, three more shows from now is our anniversary show. Of what? Twenty eight? No, it's our year of doing obviously oblivious. I don't. I don't. The way we spread them out, it might not be. Yeah, you know. Our next whatever. show might be our anniversary. Well, that's show. if we keep on our every two week track. Yeah. So well, we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> uh, so why should we send manned missions? 
it could be argued that there are no direct benefits to mankind other than knowledge of the universe. Exactly. But let me ask you this, Kat. Yeah. All right. I'm actually on the uh, the space side of this argument, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be Johnny Q listener sitting back right now thinking to himself, saying to himself, you know, I was watching uh, I was watching Life on uh, TV the other night, and it said that we've only looked at five percent of our ocean floors. Mm. Why should we? Go explore off the planet when there's so much to learn here. So why do you think that, Kat? Well, I think we should do both. I mean, we should explore all unknowns, not our focus shouldn't be completely external and, you know, shouldn't be completely internal. I think we need a healthy dose of both. We need to both know our place in the universe and know what we've got. And there's so So. many of us. I mean, we're expendable. Yeah, you know, send a couple thousand people. Actually, going down to the ocean floor, like... It's fascinating. Oh, my God. Well, the the thing is, is it's just like, um, what is it? 75% of the planet is two miles under the ocean. Mm. So it's actually safer to go out into space because the pressure is that deep. Right. You just don't okay. understand them. <laughs> I'm not talking about the pressures of life or the pressures of, <laughs> you know, living with other people. I'm talking about, you know, the water pressure. Okay. Okay. I get it. <laughs> but then again, there's it, there's it exploding in space. And there's you know? imploding in water. Yeah. It's just, you know. Would you rather implode or explode? Um, I don't know. See, I think I'd rather explode. Okay. Yeah. I'd rather expand than contract. I, I can't, like, it bothers me, like, thinking of my bones cracking in. Like, that bothers me. Okay. But cracking out, it's like, well, fuck. You know, I'm broadening. <laughs> Every know. year you broaden just a little more. The bleeding from all the orifices kind of freaks me out, though, a little bit. Like in the movies where they're exposed to the pressure and they start bleeding and they're, like, basically explode in just a big bucket of blood. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> We've totally got that topic. Stop going off subject. Come on. You did it. We'll talk about the deep sea some other show. Trust me. Um, I don't. <laughs> when we have another show a month from now or three years from now, or if we stop doing the show, then you guys can postulate on what our show on deep sea would be like. So there are direct, indirect technology, back, getting back to the space thing, indirect technology benefits, you know, stuff that was developed for missions, but then was applied elsewhere later. I mean, we've got our brightest minds trying to think of how to deal with the things that we encounter in space. So uh, all kinds of things, you know, from different materials and uh, just different kinds of detection, all kinds of things. Just say stuff. It's more broader. So stuff. I was trying to think of specifics, but then I couldn't think of anything. And all I could think of was Bill Nye putting the damn sundial on the Mars rover. Anyways, um, so we could also think of why should we go to space to spread the human race and prevent the likelihood of extinction. I mean, that's a basic biological principle. You, you diversify, you, you increase the number of places that you're found. That way, if one thing happens to wipe out your ideal environment, you're found in other places that you can survive. That's a basic like extinction model for organisms on the planet. Do you imagine an asteroid or the, the solar flare comes and hits our planet? If we're somewhere else, the mankind can live on. And, you know, we kind of have that whole desire to, to live on. Yeah, and it, it makes more genes. sense that, you know, we start now. <laughs> and get some practice with it. We just, you just don't know how long the human body can stay in space. I mean, 
Those guys were a mirror for what, like three years, and he was a fucking mess 2. when he came 2. back. Yeah, yeah. So there's something. I mean, when we were going through all the, yay, let's go to the moon and let's do all this stuff, we had no idea how much radiation is going on out there. It's quite intense um, to stay out there for any like a, an extended period of time. I guess past the two point two years, you have to be in a capsule that's got two two feet of lead walls in it which of course increases the weight of the vehicle increases how much energy you have to expend to yeah but things it. don't weigh anything in space they still have uh, inertia yeah you don't have to weigh anything in space you yes, need you what, what they need on their <laughs> ship is they need a um they need a something to generate a magnetic field like the earth that would be very helpful Yes. So that's another thing. We will also in in space, we're escaped from our magnetic, our protective magnetic field of the earth, which of course protects us from the solar flares. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine being in an exposed spacecraft when one of those giant fuckers comes through. That's not something you want to do. Um, so as far as still going the, out deflector space, dishes too, because <laughs> there's tiny minuscule particles that will shoot right through your ship. They're moving yes, so fast. That's absolutely true. Any was it space dust? Is that yeah. what? But it, there's so many things. I mean, space is really something out of this world. It's all these different things that we don't see here. That we have to think about. Um, We're going to take a commercial break for Discovery Channel, and uh, well, actually, it's uh, it's the History Channel and the Science Channel. I'm going to do a commercial for them right now. Okay. Um, getting back to ancient ancient aliens, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. Oh no! There's been a show. They took that show Ancient Aliens and they went deeper and they made a series out of it, which Henderson Man told me about it. I can't believe I even missed knowing it was on. And I did catch the whole series. It was brilliant. It was awesome. So when they replay that on, on a History Channel, you have to check that out. I will uh, Excuse I will me. And this Sunday on Science Channel, they have um, a program on there is an asteroid coming to hit us. Like Ooh, soon. Yay. It's like it's like. Is it, it a big one? It's an 88-ton one. It's a couple. It's like 100 feet across. It's going to hit somewhere in Africa. things didn't weigh anything in space. Well, it, when it hits here, it's going to be 88 tons. <laughs> but, <laughs> what a bitch. But uh, <laughs> there, this show is on where it's going to hit and how the scientists are going to track it down and get the rock. And So, you want to see how things impact They're going to get the What's rock that? to defend us against this asteroid? What's that? No. Is that what you just said? You, you know what? <laughs> what? I'm going to send you to Iraq. Zip it. <laughs> Anyway, check out those programs. Yes, please do. So, back to going... This message has been brought to you by Fuck Off, Cat. Thanks. Okay. So we should also, we could go to space to mine resources and energy, right? There's the magnetic field of Jupiter, which we could essentially power stuff on. Um, there's also this mo really cool movie, Moon, if you haven't seen it with Sam Rockwell, yeah. out in 2009. Basically, he's on the moon harvesting the energy stored in the rock on the moon that, uh, that's stored from the sun. There's also, of course, we don't have the atmosphere protecting us from the sun. So solar light is a lot more effective up there. Yeah. So that's definitely something we got to think about. I was about. watching Not another show for... the other day yes. on the universe, and they were talking uh -huh. about, you know, they said something that I don't know if I believe. What like was I've, that? I've learned a lot of facts about our moon, but it said basically the moon is hollow inside interesting and how it'd be easy for aliens to live inside the moon because there's chasms that go right into the center of the moon that doesn't and, entirely make sense and the reason why they know it's hollow is because uh -huh. when asteroids do hit it 
It rings, the whole moon rings like a bell. Oh, so you can see the shockwave all the way through it. So yeah. It, uh... Like, even when, even when uh, the Apollo lander landed on it, it did the same thing. Uh, I don't, I don't know, know if I believe that. I don't either. We'll look that up, and we will discuss the facts on that one later. So, um, so... I mean, this is just talking interplanetary. So the problem problem space with the scale of travel is that you're shooting, of course, like we said before, you're shooting from a moving body to another moving body that isn't going the same speed. So you have to adjust for different orbitals, and this requires a ton of fuel to adjust, especially given the distances you're traveling. So how do we combat that? Well, there's the gravitational slingshot. You guys have seen this probably in tons of movies. It's using the gravity of planets and moons to change the speed and direction of a spacecraft without using fuel. Basically, you know, you just go in the orbit or of the planet. Or travel back in time to save whales from uh, no, annihilation. Yeah. I don't like that one. I don't like that just one. Just saying, you do it. <laughs> There's also Actually, in Armageddon, there. they went around the moon to, to go faster. Yeah. Yes. So you can, you can use the gravity of planetary bodies to kind of turn you around and, and without using fuel. So, um, so basically, fuel, it turns out, is our main factor here. It's it's not necessarily time because time can be overcome with more fuel and going faster. Fuel is is like a, to imagine launching from the Earth. It takes so much fuel to just get up there, and the more fuel you carry, the heavier you are. So the more fuel it takes to launch you. Like it's this whole catch twenty two where you got to find a way to have a ton of energy. What it if doesn't you, uh, add to the mass of the? What craft. if you uh, put the ship together in space? And then you only have to launch a smaller craft just to get to it. Uh-huh. So that's actually something that they're thinking or about. So a space elevator. Yes. Right. So cyclers. Well, the, the space elevator, too. So there's something that just gets you up, and that's its only role. And then you go to things that have all the fuel to get you to go where you need to go. There's also things that they're talking about called cyclers, which would be just be something that cycles. It's like a bus route between Mars and Earth. It just goes back and forth. And it takes very little energy to go back and forth. It's the launching that's the problem, right? So then you got the elevators going from the surface to up to the cycler, and then you drive the cycler, ride it back to Earth, catch the elevator, you know. Like, this thing is super simple in space. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, that's definitely a way that they're thinking about combating it. And specifically, these cyclers, people are talking about space tourism a lot, oh, yeah. actually. There were some published papers. I actually looked up some to see what was actually scientifically reviewed and, and you know, out there. There are people that are discussing, you know, the economic benefits of, of, uh, of solar, or, um, sorry, space tourism. Yeah, that's There's why Virgin somebody... Mobile dude was trying to do that, right. the X-Factor plane. Yep. So it could create jobs. It has the potential to drastically reduce space travel costs because, you know, there's going to be more of it going on. So, you know, chances are competition you're going to drive see who can do it the best so you can do it the cheapest see who has the most innovative ideas there's going to be more of a drive instead of just we need to know how to do this so that we can get some things off for science you know there's now a real marketable product mm -hmm. that people can can invest in um, money into it will also improve satellite data for the same reason it will lower the cost of traveling in space so you can have more satellites you can launch more probes you can just know more about the world around us so um, anyway, let's get back to your fuel thing, because I have something interesting right. to say about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you have to say about the fuel? Water is much more abundant in our solar system than previously thought, let's say, 20 years ago. Mm hmm And uh, you could catch, uh, get some water on a comet, you could get it on the moon, 
You could get it from Europa. You could get it from anywhere. Water is very abundant. And water could be used as a propellant. How so? Well, you have to like, insert some like other this... chemicals into it, but, you know, convert <laughs> so, the H and the, the H2 and the O into something else. Right. So, you know, you take some water, you throw some chemicals in it, and you just go. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way you think. Um, so there's, um, I mean, there's many different kinds of, of propulsion that we've kind of gone through. We, we also have something called an ion drive. I have no idea. I can't really describe to you how it works. Um, we also have solar cells, nuclear reactors. We also have electric engines. So electric versus chemical. So there's big rockets. You know, the chemical can allow for a big, powerful, quick movement, whereas the electric power can allow for long, enduring propulsion. So probably using some combination of these would be better for launching and then going for longer uh, trips. We've also got things called solar sails. Um, so the light reflected from the surface of these solar sails exerts a pressure on the surface. This pressure is called radiation pressure, of course, coming from the sun. So that means it decreases the further you get from the sun. And currently there's no craft powered by only or even mainly light sails, but they are they can be used to make small maneuvers. Yeah, but it's, it's basically like being on a ship in the ocean. It's, you're right. using the solar wind to get around. Exactly. The problem is that only works for our solar system. And once you start getting further out there, it's the next star is quite far away. <laughs> so uh, we also you know, there's nuclear thermal and solar thermal rockets. You know, there is at least twice as efficient as chemical engines. Basically, what you do is heat a working fluid, usually hydrogen, which you could get from water. Exactly. <laughs> which expands through a nozzle to create thrust. Doesn't that sound sexy? A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) But it's got reliability issues. So, you know, they're still working on it. I like, Um, you know, the the thing that they've been leaning towards the most here of late is the the ionic drive, like you mm -hmm. brought up. And basically what that does is um, through, uh, like, electrostatic and electromagnetic forces, it accelerates Mm -hmm. the uh, the ions. And then by doing that, it creates the energy and, and then the thrust. Sweet. So I guess it goes through like a nozzle the same way, kind of directs it. An ion thruster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like in third grade here. <laughs> he said screw. <laughs> Thrust. Yeah. So another interesting idea. We're not going to have time to talk about all the like interstellar trouble. I mean, there's some cool things about that. But well, let's there... uh, let's let's take one uh, giant leap for mankind right now. And that would be just to get us <laughs> around the solar system a little bit. Let's not think Round about interstellar travel. We, we haven't even mastered inner, inner moon travel. All right. So one thing at a time. One thing at a time. So we, there's, um, there's a paper out there. I was really, I, when I found this, I was astounded. But when I fit, looked into it a little bit more, it's not a scientifically reviewed paper. So it's basically two mathematicians at Kansas State University. And they wrote this paper working out the math and then the physics behind a black hole starship. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> so basically what they do is they create a small black hole. I mean, so this is with on the ship. So it's contained. It's on the ship. You create this small little black hole. How do you contain and, a black hole? It sucks everything. Well, but only within its event horizon, right? Everything else just kind of. It's not pulled in enough to Listen, not Listen, you're talking it. about forces you don't even understand. Look, I'm and telling you. Mess you. With it. <laughs> you're always telling me I'm going to blow up something or I, destroy I do worry a about it. I'm glad you're working not <laughs> with space stuff. Yeah. 
you better be glad. Um, we, so we know that for proper radiation shielding, we need at least two feet of lead. And that's like 400 tons for a small capsule. So it's more economical to think of really big ships uh, to move through space, right? Because then the cost of adding that much material to its surface so that we're properly shielded gets lower um, as you increase the space. So why can't you just uh, shield the living quarters? Well, I'm, I'm sure you could, but what about all the electronics? I mean, they've got to have some sort of shielding as well. Well, um, and you know, I, you're going to be I think walking... the electronics can, can uh, work that out on their, their, their cells. Well, and think about it also, I mean, something that's been irradiated for a long time, even the halls would start to, you know, have that radiation on them. So you even walk through them and you're going to (laughs) fry. It's just not something you want to do. Well, you Um, don't have to go in there. (laughs) Okay, so we'll build this giant thing, but we can only stay in one room. Heaven forbid the the pipes in the bathroom. Listen, why do you have to use lead? Why can't we just (laughs) use plexiglass like in Star Trek when Spock went into the radiation place? Nobody else got sick. (laughs) Just Spock. That was really thick plexiglass. And yeah, it, it was like real thick plexiglass. Come on. Because it wasn't can... transparent aluminum. Like they'd lead you no. to <laughs> Oh, you brought back the transparent aluminum. That's good shit. The um... needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. <laughs> We're the one, cat. Uh... You know what's really funny? I'm such a Star Wars geek, but I know so much about Star Trek. Yeah, you better, because it's cooler. No, you're so wrong. Whatever. Check this shit out. And then we'll go to commercial and then we'll get back into what we were talking about. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, this is what, so you're not able to customize your um, alerts for your phone, your iPhone. Uh-huh. Like, it's, you, ever, you know iChat, you've used iChat uh, on your Mac. It goes bloop, bloop. When you get no. a, an instant message, you send one. No. Well, trust me, it does. Okay. So <laughs> you'll send a message, it goes bloop. And you get one that goes, Beep. well, I changed that. Oh, no. Today at work. Oh, no. Uh, now I can here. see why this was brought up in that conversation. Yeah. It was relevant. <laughs> this is what mine sounds like when I send something. Hold on. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. All right, that's the sonic, the sonic bombs in uh, the Star Wars movie when he's flying around the, the asteroids and Boba Fett's chasing him. Oh my god! So, <laughs> and there's my lightsaber when I receive a message. So here's the other one again. That's badass. And then my lightsaber is when I get a message. It sounds like every bad '80s movie is what that noise sounds like. Badass. <laughs> and then I also change my alert for when I get a text. That's if you have the program open. And this is just for when. This is my ringtone. This is. Well, that's my my text message sounder. It's R two, which I think oh, is goodness. badass. But this is my my ringtone right now. Here we go. Oh my god! <laughs> Dude, tell me that ain't badass. It sounds like a really bad old video game, but it's kind of awesome that way. It's, it gets even better, Cat. I'm going to tell you what it is. Is this one of our two songs? No. Da-da. Basically, what that is, uh-huh. is the guy set up his floppy drive to <gasps> do music. Oh, my God. He, he programmed it so you, you, could, you could do it to your drive if you look it up online, because I did. 
you just find the uh, the notes <laughs> and you insert it into the DOS code. And when it's starting up your floppy drive, oh my god, that is so nerdy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I did that last week. That was my big project for the week. So he's really busy at work, people. And uh... No, no, I did that at home. Hold on a second. Okay. This is a good time to play uh, the one song I want, one of the songs I wanted to play tonight. Okay. And this is Doc Awkward. This song is called Catch. It's about cougars. And, if you know, cougars, hot ladies that are older. Oh. And okay. uh, this is uh, how you find out that you really shouldn't listen to things around your four-year-old or else they'll start singing the chorus around your family. And your family's like, did she just say flip her over and make her moan oh my god yeah so here's doc awkward with catch download this album off of scrubclubrecord.com for free damn man see all these girls up in here tonight ah yeah i see them actually know that one over there she used to babysit my mom up at the bar, yo, it's ladies' night. Got a dame in sight, gotta play it right. And she's smiling at me, and the flames ignite when she stops and says, You're the player type. Nah, baby, you crazy. Not the type to just flat out game ya. I'm lying, don't blame me. You don't know me, girl, I'm famous. Am I really who really even knows? I rock the precious clothes and talk about my shows. When I got it in the bag, bring the combo to a close. And she stops and says that her name is Rose. Okay, don't care. Let's just be fair. It doesn't really matter, there's no future to this. But the next two hours are mutual bliss. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe Catch a cougar, take her home When you get off in the song Turn her over, make her moe Eeny, meeny, miny, moe Catch a cougar, take her home When you get off in the song If she hollers, let it go I love cougars, they love me back I keep them up all night like it's Omniacs And I'm on the track for a heart attack I mean I work so hard that a bed frame cracks Hot damn, man, she got cams All over her room, I popped a grand slam She said, say my name, and I called her Pam Said she prefers when I call her ma'am <laughs> She 52, but her tits are new And she doesn't waste the time for kissing you And she really don't mind assisting you And they all come equipped with a fist to lose This is new, and she's hard to tame And she's wild in the sheets, and I'm hard to same And I can't explain the happiness When I think that she don't even know my name Eeny, meeny, miny, moe Catch a cougar, take her home When you get off in the zone Turn her over, make her moan song around people i find it hilarious but whatever of course you would (laughs) she sings caboodle all the time so what's the difference 
Well, flip her over and make her moan. I once uh, saw your dung in a frog. She sang already, <laughs> too. An amphibious furry. So I left in a hurry. Yeah, I mean, so. Yeah, but nobody knows what furries are, really. Well, I think Timmy Q listener does, but whatever. Back to uh, the science. Back to the science, people. Oh, God, where the fuck were we? <laughs> Uh, we were talking about drives and propulsion and, oh, and the, the black ships hole and, starship yeah. that you're terrified of. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> so one of the, the ideas that they thought of I just of don't was like black pink- holes, Cat. I mean, pink holes, I'm totally fine with. Black ones, nah, not so much. I'm sure they can color them for or you. brown or whatever. That we are comfortable with. Oh, no, not brown you holes. You can't bleach a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> can that be the show name? You can't bleach a black hole? Yes. I guess. Okay, thank you. Um, Bleach black holes. But that's because light, light can't escape them. So it doesn't matter if it's bleached. You can't see it. Now, um, so antimatter drives were one of the things that they were thinking about. Well, that would propel, propel these giant ships. Um, but containment's a huge issue. Not only that, but antimatter is really, 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 really costly to produce. So you've got something that if it comes within a molecule of matter, it's going to create a huge explosion that's going to go for millions of miles. Like, bad stuff. Bad things you don't want on your, your ship. And, like, you finally get to Pluto. Yes! Boom! Do you know the sun shrinks by five feet a day? <laughs> I, I thought it was something like that. Yeah, sure. It's going to shrink, and then it it's going to get be? really, really big. How big and then does it have to be to be on for, like, four billion years and still be that big? That's amazing. It's pretty fucking big, dude. Pretty fucking big. Anyway, antimatter. What do you have against matter? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't have anything against matter. Matter matters, but antimatter is not good. It's not good. So uh, I think that red stuff, right, in, in the drive in Star Trek was antimatter. Is that right? The red what was stuff? The red when, yeah. what, in the new Star Trek? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. So that's a lot of antimatter. Anyways. They use that to create a black hole. So we can make a black hole without using, you know, antimatter. And it can't explode. You just avoid it, you know? Like, so it contains itself. Um, so whenever a black hole uh, absorbs yeah, you matter... Can't, you can't transport a black hole around the solar system. Sure you can. No, where it's at is where it's at. It's, that's where it is. How do you know? Do you know this? Yeah, I've written papers about it, Cap. I'll see if we can move a black hole. Because like, I know you can create... like. They've already theorized how to create it. You, can't, you a black can't put a black hole on a popsicle stick and take it all over the country with you. You can't do. You can't move a black hole. I'm sure you could contain it somehow in a magnetic field, right? No, absolutely. Like There's nothing stronger than a black hole. No, that's not true. You could have two quasars going off at the same time. And the black hole will soak them up. <laughs> Done, son. Okay, but look. Let's say, for the sake of humoring this paper, which you can look up, which isn't a real paper. It's not a real paper, but it's written by some people who are very capable. So, uh, you know. Unless it's that chick from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory that I think is really hot, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not buying it. You know, it could be Amy Mainzer. Oh my god, no, is that it's chick really hot? not. Yeah, I still need to look her up. Um, so black holes radiate energy when they absorb matter. So that's what would power the ship. So is that, that what is that what the uh, is that what is expelled from a black hole? Is that what that sh- shot of light is? Exactly. Okay. Right. Like, like that one straight up. Mm-hmm. Right. Straight yeah, that's nothing. the radiation. <laughs> Thank you, Paula. Right? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, yes. Paula. Okay. So we, that's what powers the ship. The good news is, is that it 
fucking can last for decades to centuries, this one black hole. That's the good news. The bad news, it's not never going to happen. <laughs> oh, why not? Because we got, let's, let's just try to propel ourselves to Mars with some rocket fuel. Malt liquor, damn! Yeah, but if we want to reach, like, Alpha Centauri, If we're anybody have gets to... that reference, if anybody gets that reference, email us at, or, at orgasm at obviouslyoblivious.com, and I, I will send you a you. gift card for something. Seriously. What? What'd you say again? Rocket fuel, malt liquor, damn! No, I'm, no. Not many people probably would. All right. <laughs> so... Uh, they postulated that a large solar panel, like a couple miles, uh, and a square of a couple miles, orbiting the sun would produce enough energy in a year to make a suitable black hole that would last decades to centuries. So this is like, re- if we can get it to work, would be an amazing power source. Um, you can grunt all you want, but, you know. The problem that they found in the ma- in the math, like the math all worked out, like this would work. It's fine. The problem is the unknown co- quantum gravitational effects. Yeah, that's not that's cre- that's quite a big uh, hang up there. But you know, could Peep be cool. This, homie. So, this is my you... favorite form of uh, interplanetary travel. We have a what? whole we have a whole uh, stock of uh, nuclear weapons laying around. Not gonna do it. Listen. All right. And what you have, it sort of goes along the lines of the solar sail that we were talking about. Right. And it's way, 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 way far out in front of the ship. Okay. Right. And you blow up the weapon. Uh-huh. And its force hits the sail. And it's like a uh-huh. fucking, what are those things called? You pull back. What are those things called? What? A what slingshot? A slingshot. Yeah. It's, it's basically <laughs> a slingshot effect. And, no. a, and you'll go you'll go fucking millions of miles. No, on no, one no. Because here's yeah. why. You detonate something in front of you. You have the force that's projecting into the sail thing that's catching the yes, energy. Yes, but it's you so far in front of you that you. by the time the ship gets there, you're okay. Still. Matter of fact, I'm going to look this up while you're talking because if somebody hasn't patented this, I'm going to. The nuclear slingshot? I'm just thinking, uh, I don't know about that. That sounds more sketchy than the fucking black hole. Oh, no, Jesus. All right. So there's interesting things in the works for figuring out a long-term energy source. If we could just get the thing from Iron Man, you know, the, the thing in his chest and use that, that would be awesome. The really cool thing is that, it, it, I mean, this is incredible. So when we're talking about interstellar travel, which is way 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 further way further like the velocity for a man's ship to go round trip within a few decades to the nearest star the speed they'd have to go is thousands of times greater than that of present space vehicles thousands of times Mm -hmm. the energy required to go this fast is 125 billion kilowatt hours per ton to go one-tenth the speed of light and at the 2008 Joint Propulsion Conference, the conclusion was that it was improbable that humans would ever explore beyond the solar system, given this fact. The only way we could overcome it is if we had drastic, drastic changes in the energy and fuel and the speed that we were able to go. Um, Bryce Cassinetti, an associate professor with the Department of Engineering and Science at the Rosenler 
Paleontic Institute stated at least 100 times the total energy output of the entire world would be required for the voyage to Alpha Centauri. And it takes a long time, too. But get this. You could get to Alpha Centauri within a, a certain set amount of time that's actually, you know, like, what, 50 years or something? Like, it's, it's not too bad, right? But you can't slow down to stop at Alpha Centauri without adding on another 50 years to the trip. Like, there it is. Yeah, like, you could go if you, like, went the same speed and you would hit Alpha Centauri about 50 years. Ladies and gentlemen, you if you look out your left down. window, you'll, well, we passed it, but that was Alpha Centauri. Right. So you got to think about on these scale of distances, just to slow down at something, to slow down with the speed that you're going, to slow down to stop at something adds on so much time to your to your trip it's ridiculous it's just it's 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 just fascinating to me i'm like you could go to alpha centauri but you can't stop there <laughs> awesome i love it all right I, so two things yes first of all my nuclear pulse propulsion has been already discussed as <laughs> it turns shot? out nuclear explosions are more useful than enduring world wars. They can propel a ship to nearly 10% of light speed. Small nuclear bombs huh? explode, and with the help of a pusher plate, drive the ship into space. Why this works no. well? Nuclear explosions are nothing new for us, and every day we are uh, progressing in them more efficiently. Just ask Iran. A nuclear-powered ship would have an extraordinary specific impulse, space travel lingo for fuel efficiency, and moderate cost for construction. with that also why why don't we throw all these fucking uh modes of transportation to the side mm-hmm. and let's go back to a little movie called the explorers with River oh my god <laughs> and why don't we just get a fucking tilt-a-whirl car and a little fucking old computer and we'll put a little it's gotta work and it's gotta work and we're going to discover two little things that we think are alien creatures, but they're actually the kids of the alien creatures, and the, that's why they're so goofy You know what, that movie had me so fucking intrigued the first time I <laughs> saw it. Too. I'm watching it, I'm like, this is movie. the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> and they're in outer space, and they get on the ship, and then it's fucking Daffy Duck. And it's just... Uh. No, that one, that one and Radio Flyer used to get my imagination going so much with what I could build in my backyard. I wanted to build a plane when I was younger. I like thought about it in every way that I could just like, how would I do it? I would start gathering materials. I actually set up a workbench and started building. Yeah. I, I forgot. About it. I, you know, I was a lady. You know. If you guys get the chance, watch <laughs> the explorers up until the part that I don't like, because it is a fucking awesome. The part movie. You don't like where it's retarded. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Up, but up until that point is it's like <laughs> they ran out of budget and they're like, okay, it, let's get yeah, some really rubber was. things and make them aliens. And the dad will come and be really And they've big. been watching TV for blah years from Earth. Yeah, but oh man, they... leading up to that, what a great movie. No, I know. I absolutely agree with you. I love that movie. But then, then yeah, agreed with you. So it's great until it's retarded. Yeah, it's like a friendship with you. <laughs> oh, wonderful. You like the retarded friendship. Nah. It makes you feel superior. I am superior. I don't have to feel <laughs> mm. The false is strong with this one. Yeah, uh-huh. So back to that... Uh, so it actually was a 43-year trip to Alpha Centauri, and they postulated that they could get there using the solar, ro- the solar interstellar sail ship, mm-hmm. but it's laser-powered. So you're aiming a laser that's hitting the sail. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let's say we're heading to Alpha Centauri, and we're moving right. at light speed. Right. 
which is not going to happen because that's way too fast. Let's just say we were, theoretically. Right. Uh, and it would take how long to get there? It would take, what is that? How, how far uh, away is Austin Tart? Oh, good God. Oh, good God. Was it like a thousand light years away or something like that? Oh, no, 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 no. Like, what take, is it, though? I don't know. Hang on. Damn it. All right, let's say Alpha Centauri is two light years away. Just for sake of argument. Right. We're and we're heading there at light speed. But we have to slow down. Well, just listen. I don't worry about the slowing down. I got brakes. I got air brakes. But we're traveling at light speed. It takes two years to get there. Do we age? Yes. How? Because it's relative. We're moving re- that fast relative to But we're other moving space. faster than time. No, time doesn't move. Time is actually slowing down as we go through it. Okay, but... No. Yes. It's we'll slowing, make this yes. a topic for another show because we only have a couple more minutes For left. Einstein's theory of relativity, yes, time would slow down. In relative to you, it would slow... I can't remember how... So the Alpha Centauri is 4.365 plus or minus 0.007 light years away. <laughs> so it's 4. What if we were moving what if we were moving 10 times the speed of light? Uh, and we actually got there faster. We got there before we left. Would we age? Hang on. <laughs> There's got to be something, right? No, no, just keep going. Aw, what the fuck? That's something for you to work on for the next show. All right. Which is so going to be a completely light. laid back fucking around with cat show. And, and Dan, by the way, no Dan Dizzle tonight. Yeah, that was my fault. So um, I'll say that right now. Dan's missed, fault. but check him out on Beastcast. Yes. Sorry, Dan. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even say anything at the beginning of the show. I got, totally got sidetracked. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah. No, I feel bad. I feel really bad about it. Yeah. Anyway, so anything else you want to close with here? No. Just that space is awesome and i think we should uh, in order to tell people or get across to people how awesome the universe is uh you know that video where it's they piece together all the um hubble telescope yeah pictures of galaxies and they made it relative so that you can travel through technically space Yeah, get a link for that we'll post it yeah because that is literally breathtaking it's unbelievable more breathtaking than that as you can look look on it on our scale it's the pale blue dot yeah so i don't know that's space it's out there conquer it, it is out there Go so forth, on young the lad, list, and conquer that space on the to-do list deep sea and uh einstein's theory of relativity if you say so cat it's your show <laughs> clearly because we do it when you want to so it's like one prima donna on this show honey and it's me uh-huh i know i know all right, well, that was fun. Um, <laughs> it was, it fun. There's another program on uh, National Geographic this week that uh, it's, uh, storms from other planetary systems, like uh, this one uh, planet that rotates around a double star system when the when the stars um, eclipse themselves, it creates like a, a firestorm on the planet that is just like atrocious. Yeah. Nice. I got a. Oh no. Anyway, Dan just um, came online. Uh, uh, sorry. Um, um. 
Oh, and besides that, um, Beast Cast, since we're talking about Dan, check it out on iTunes. He was uh, new and notable this week, so congrats to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, you can check me out on Wednesday night, which would be tomorrow night, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, on uh, Arecibo.radio.com. Arecibo. It's like space. We should talk about SETI, too, Kat. We should make that another show yep. topic. Writing it down. And uh, also, orgasm at obviouslyoblivious.com is the email. Obviouslyoblivious.com is the web address that will take you to the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And um, what's the voicemail? I never remember it. 206-202-2287. Okay, I do remember it. <laughs> and besides that, email me, Twitter me. And he'll soon be on YouTube. Facebook me. Yeah, oh, send in those fucking video requests. I'll rack, I'll, <laughs> listen, I'll rock your fucking socks off. And I have that song, too, if you want me to play that. Even if you're not wearing socks. No, nah, it's impossible. Don't speak in absolutes, Kat. Look, I thought from the theory of relativity that if socks were occupying the space and time, then um, never mind. Where can people find you, Kat? Anywhere. Mostly the Facebook. And my email, evilcheshirecat77 at gmail. Okay. I'm going to put some uh, voicemails on the end of the show. And oh, goody. So I don't get to hear them. You don't want to hear them, right? Yeah. You can listen to them when you listen to the show. That's sad. <laughs> oh, get over it. You said but you didn't want to do anything show, tonight. Mike. but but It's my show. You didn't want to do anything tonight but space stuff. But I don't want to leave these fine <laughs> folks out of what they did for us. All right. And also next emails. time on the next show, we got a lot, a lot of iTunes reviews to read through. Cool. But listen, two emails that I'm going to go through real quick. Oh, are you? Hey, guys. Uh, this is Blank. And I'm writing to tell you I love the podcast. Oh, it's Blank. Austin. And uh, Dan Dizzle is a great addition. Okay, thanks. You guys are funnier than ever. I was wondering, since I'm 15 and I'm kind of getting to that age, what's your guys' opinion uh, when you should lose your virginity? In no way am I going to alter what I'm already going to do. Just curious on what your guys' opinions are. Thanks a lot, obviously, out Austin. Um, dude, you know what? Uh, the choice is yours. You're, you're young and you're dumb, and you're probably going to get somebody pregnant. And if you want a kid, have sex. <laughs> If you don't, be abstinent. And that's my word on it. Yep. Or at least fucking read the instructions for the fucking listen, condoms. You know? Listen, listen. A blowjob is just as good as having sex. That's, you know what? That's the end true result is the same, shit. and it's a no. lot less dangerous. No, 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 no. You can get pregnant. Okay, there was this chick that got pregnant from giving a blowjob, and then she got stabbed in the stomach, and it leaked out of her stomach into her, into her, no, like... No, no, no. I swear to no. God, I've heard this in two different places. Wrong. It's an internet, <laughs> it's an internet myth. No. No, it's not. It's like Is the it? girl got pregnant in the pool. No. No, this, like, recently happened. No, no, She didn't no. have a vagina. Listen, listen, how can we talk all smart and then talk stupid? <laughs> I've heard this on two shows. No, once the sperm is out, it dies. Someone look this up for you me. Can't okay? have, you can't have semen in your stomach, Bullshit. which, which no, no, could no. digest fucking metal. It can D- live in your vagina for like 32 hours or something. Yeah, but that's because it's in a host. Ew, that, God, that's gross. God damn it. Anyway, the other email. And I, I stand behind this because I actually have this application, and I enjoy it. Uh, it's, uh, some guys heard about an iPhone app Mike may like uh, because of his love of trivia and winning. It's called Crank. Q-R-A-N-K. Check it out. This game, this is a trivia game that you can only play once a day. Uh, the video on the page explains it better. Just thought that you guys would, uh, just thought it would be something that you would like, Mike. And that's from Juggalo John. And here's the thing. I did download it the day I got that email. I've played it nine days straight. Love it. it. What it does is it gives you 20 questions 
that you have to answer 15 of them in Jeopardy style on a time limit, and you're facing off against everybody in the world on those same 20 questions. Plus, it has uh, achievements that you like play 365 days in a row or play in any in this state or do this or do that. It's, it's a really cool fucking app. So check that shit out, as Slacker Jet, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. What am I going to play to end off the show? I had something on my mind. What was it? Oh, I'm going to play some Journey. Oh, God. I am. Because <laughs> we were singing this in the car on Saturday. Me and uh, Ariana, my lovely wife, and the kid even knows the song. Because she knows nice. it. Na, 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 na. Going to play some loving, touching, squeezing. It's nice. a great song. <laughs> and I like it. So it goes along with my trying to play some old song for you uncultured fucking bastards. So. I do like our songs. So, so where's Journey singing again? Hey, do you know that story that Ariana's with me? Because when we were younger, she thought I reminded her of Steve Perry and she had a big crush on Steve Perry. (laughs) Yeah. You look like Steve Perry. I just love you. Great. Uh huh. So, Steve Perry. Where is she the big god? Anyway, for uh, obviously Oblivious 0025. Uh, the ghost of Dan Dizzle, Evil Cheshire oh. Cat, and Journey with some loving, touching, squeezing. This is the Mike and Reese's McGee lick in my hand saying, I hit me out. No, night. <laughs> Touching, 
up, obviously oblivious. This is Dustin from the Minnesota area. Anyway, just call him to say, what up? How you doing, Dan, Cat, Mike? It's uh, like, uh, call you guys, let you know that uh, I'm going through some really hard shit, but your show always makes me cheer up and smile. So thanks for that. Uh, Mike, you make me moist in the fucking pants area, brother. <laughs> Dan, what are you wearing? And uh, Cat, what are you currently playing? Uh, that's it, busting out. Hey guys, it's Lee from Pals on Pages.com. Uh, nothing much to talk about, just want to call and say congratulations to Cat on landing a gig. Sounds like a pretty good gig, nice high paying gig. I'm uh, incredibly jealous, but very happy for you. So yeah, congrats, enjoy that. Right, bye. Hey, uh, this is the Moroccan just checking in. I just want to say that Dan Dizzle is really Mexican and Cat is really hot and really awesome. And the mic is not bad. I was just wondering what Mike was wearing. Um, yeah, see you guys. Make a show. Love ya. Bye. Hey, guys. It's uh, AJ again. Um, first, Cat, thanks for the personal reply. Uh, uh, just wanted to know there was other people out there that felt the same. Anyways, uh, Mike, man. Over the years, you have turned me on to some excellent music. Uh, Zealous One, Kabuto, uh, 8-Bit Boys, Watt White. But I got to tell you, dude, Powerlifter is kicking my fucking ass. So to you and Dan, thank you guys. Hey, Mike. Cat, it's Paul from South Philly. Yeah, well, I was just calling to let you know that you're doing a great job. And, nah, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, this is uh, Austin. I wanted to see if I could uh, get you guys mixed up because I'm bored. All right. Already left a shit ton of messages, so see you guys later. Bye. Na 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 na. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.